0: Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, review part two, spoiler review. Now, if you follow my podcast, you'll see that I've already done a um, review for this. for The first time I'd seen it or my first viewing, I've now seen the film four times, four times. And my view of the film has changed a lot. Um, if you haven't seen my or listened to my um, initial review podcast i did on shang chi my first reaction after i've seen it i thought it was just good i thought it was okay i was actually a little bit disappointed um especially with the hype coming off the film a lot of people raving on about it. it's like a top five marvel film it's a fantastic you fantasy film etc etc one of the best in the last 25 years some people were saying um and i still don't agree with some of the hype around it but my view on the film has completely changed, as you can tell. I've seen it three more times since that last podcast, um, and I've, it's gone from being good to I think it's a great film, and I appreciate it even more. Um, I, I saw things in the film, which is why you should always watch films more than once, and I and I usually do. Um, I was delaying watching this for for a good while usually like when I see a Marvel film I'll go and watch it the same weekend the second time um if I like it at least um but with this I just didn't see I just saw it the one time and that was it but this film got better and better the more I saw it you know my initial rating was about three out of five um I'll give you my conclusion at the end of the podcast but Man, like it just got better every time I saw it. Um, one thing that didn't change, in fact, obviously it improved. The thing I loved the most about the film was when Wu um, chis father, played by Tony Leung, that performance is so fantastic, and he conveys so much just in his eyes. You know, he's got a, he's got very strong eyes, and he communicates very well with his eyes on screen as an actor. Um... If you've seen any of his other films you would you know that, you know, if you see Inferno Affairs or um I believe he was in Hard Boiled as when J- John Woo's Hard Boiled, he's in Hero, um, Jet Lee, um, and countless other films <laughs> that he's done, um, which Western audiences might not be f- as familiar with. But he's a great actor, he's really one of the best. And man, like his performance is just absolutely just brilliant. Absolutely brilliant as Wen Wu. And I liked Wen Wu more and more and more every time I watched the film. Um he's a tragic character because what I got from this film is people call it a family drama, and it is that. But it's more about how a family deals with the loss of a loved one. Because they all dealt with it in different ways. You know, um, when Wu, he was a man, he was trying to get more power. You know, he acquired these 10 rings from somewhere. Um, I'm going to just side note, the film shouldn't be called The Legend of the Ten Rings. That's a nice name, but it never... Actually, explains the legend of the 10 rings, which it, it, it you know, <laughs> but it never explains like where these rings are. Even obviously, the post-credit scene is still trying to figure it out. What is it, you know? It's it, it never really explains the legend of the 10 rings. It's more just the 10 rings, okay? What are these rings? But it's not explaining the legend of it. So, anyway, I digress. But with when we like he's he's a man who's seeking power and that's all he's done for thousands of years, you know, become a more and more powerful and he just wants more and more and more. Um, and that's just like a very human trait, especially for an ambitious man. You know, men seek, you know, especially men, um, women can do as well, blah, 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 but it's very masculine energy um, to seek power and to seek becoming more, becoming better, you know, than you were yesterday, striving for, you know, more and more power. And that's what you see his character do at the very beginning of the film. It's very focused. It's very linear. it has got that very, you know, destructive energy, very forward energy until he meets Shang-Chi's mother. Um, And she obviously changes that because he falls in love he has a family and you know with most men having a family and having children you know that that changes and I've seen it with like friends of mine who've had children and families you know they become slightly softer obviously they become slightly more nurturing because you know they're you know they're bringing up a family so it's not just about them and their ambition anymore it's also about taking care of their family so he put away the rings and the fact that he put away the rings meant that the iron gang was it the iron gang i believe it was the iron gang came to the house to seek retribution for some of the past regressions that wen wu had done or or or, or, tran- or the past sins of wen wu came back to haunt him and his wife had to pay for it and essentially his family had to pay for it you know, um, even though he had changed. But his pain is the fact that he took those rings all off, the fact that he gave up power for love. And because, and he even says that, oh, his wife thought he could change, but she was wrong, you know, that I could change or that it was a good thing to change, you know. Um, and I think he's kind of, he's right in a way because if he did have, if he did have those rings on, he would have been able to protect her or they wouldn't have dared actually, or not necessarily that he wouldn't have been able to protect her. Cause I think he would have with or without the rings, but, but then again, maybe not because there was a lot of guys that came up, came to the house. But um, when his mother was, was killed by those men, he he, having the rings would have been he would have had he would have struck fear in those men they wouldn't have dared like he said try to attack his wife and his and his family um so i felt him on that like for better or for worse i i, I really understood that you know and like i said in my other podcast I still don't find him as a vi- I, the more I watched it I did see more and more villainous traits like obviously when he's being lured in by the the demons um the soul the soul sucker sucking demon dragon whatever um when he's hearing his wife's voice you know even when Shangxi and um Wei, Wei Ling, Wei Ling, his sister, um, I'm probably getting sister's name, I'm always getting sister's name wrong, I think it's Wei Ling or oh, Xiaoling, Xiaoling, when, I believe it's Xiaoling anyway, but when Shangxi and his sister are saying like what are you going to do if they don't let us into uh, Taolong, um, he's like we're going to burn the village to the ground. ...you know... ...because um, he believes they're the enemy... ...because <laughs> he's angry... ...at the fact that they didn't let him... ...into the Taolong... ...but they wouldn't have... ...because of his past... ...you know... ...but he tried to change... ...he did change... ...you know... ...and his wife is a... ...you know... ...that's his wife's home... ...but they didn't want to... ...welcome Wen Wu ...to that... um ...that realm... um ...because of his... ...past sins... Um, and he was very angry, I think, at that, and he projected it onto them. But I think he was more angry for himself for the man he was in his past, that it affected his present and essentially his future. It affected his present in the fact that his wife had to be was murdered at the hands of people who had affected who. He had wronged as Wu the conqueror, the power seeker, the um, the Ten Rings bearer, um, and yeah, it was it was it was kind of sad because I felt like he, the demon calling to him, it wasn't so much even about the magical demon. It was almost like the, the more I watched it, the more the film got deeper. It was almost like the demon within him, the of the pain that it's a very human that most people could go through if they have can ha- can go through if they have a loss or something goes wrong in your life it's that pain of he hasn't dealt with the pain of losing his wife he hasn't dealt with the pain of of the things that he hasn't forgiven himself for the fact that he, one he wasn't there to protect her you know by not having the rings on he feels that that was also a way for these men to come and attack her and hence not be able to protect her. Um, That fact that he wasn't there. um, He blamed Shang-Chi for the fact that he was there and he wasn't able to do anything, but it was a little boy. There's nothing he would have been able to do, but he even blamed him at the end. He was like, you were there and you watched her die. So when that came out, that was really like, it hit me even, it hit me more, more in, every time I watched it, I just finished watching it for the fourth time and it hit me the most watching it the last, um, just now. Um, I've just literally come back from the cinema and it hit me so much. It was like, wow, like that's deep man. He was blaming Shang-Chi for that. But then it's the same one shang side. He was blaming Wen Wu for the fact that he wasn't there and that he chose the rings over um, his family. Um, so that that was them like really, like letting out some family therapy. There, were, like, there was like there's a lot of pain, re- regressed pain, pain, you know, and the fact that as as a little boy, he lost his mum. He's confused, he's angry. You know, Shang-Chi felt he, he was kind of helpless, even though, you know, he's trained in martial arts, whatever. Not in the way he did after his mother died. You know, his mother was teaching him Tai Chi. They were learning more softer martial arts, you know, more feminine, circular, Tai Chi, Bagua style. I'll talk about that in the, um, in, in, in the next section. As opposed to the very linear, kind of destructive um masculine, very um, you know, the killer arts of the assassin's fists basically that he was learning um in the Shaolin Kung Fu styles he was he was um he was learning um as he was growing up to be an assassin. Um which kind of reminisced I, I it reminded me of um the Shing uh, Xing Yi um style of martial arts, which was very linear, very destructive, very um forward in its movement and very powerful The the two fighting ways of fighting in the film had that masculine energy um masculine and feminine energy and there's a film that i don't know if you've seen it it's not a great film but it's really good for the martial arts scenes um jet lee's the one um there's two characters jet lee's playing um from different universes. One of them practices Xing Yi, which is a very linear aggressive style of martial arts, which I was just mentioning, um, or, of Chinese martial arts. And then the other one practices Bagua, which is very circular in movement, very feminine in energy, very... Du- redirects the energy around... you know, you move in circles and the movements are very circular. So you're able to deflect and, and re distribute energy instead of like trying to like the masculine energy trying to penetrate trying to destroy move forward go for the goal you know destroys anything in its way in its path in it's very a to b going and moving in a straight line um so I, it really reminded the fighting styles in this really reminded me of that um and even when shang shi's like learning from his um, aunt in um, Taolong and he's asking her how did show me how my mom was able to beat him Is his mom was able to beat his father in a fight because she was the only one that was able to beat him and then as he's fighting you can see the anger in his fighting like the pain that he's had and it was really well expressed on um, Silim Liu's face. You know, they actually played Shang-Chi. Like, in his face, facial expressions, as well as his fighting style, like, the anger was there when he was fighting her. And uh, Michelle Yeoh's character, his aunt. And her energy was completely different. It was a very much at peace, you know, very much, you know, very gentle, very at peace. And she was just able to deflect that linear, aggressive energy um that's how she was able to beat him and that's what they showed in the film and it was fantastic shang shi applied it in his in the final f- uh, fight with his father did the same arm lock circle move that his mom did the same frames they used in the film there was a lot of that where there was parallels between what you see earlier in the film with certain characters like shang like um Shang-Chi's mum and father, when they're fighting in the forest, and then she does that arm lock, and they're circular, they, they're moving in the circle, and um, circular motion, and um, they're looking at each other, and then Shang-Chi does the same thing to his father, he gets him in that ha- arm lock, the same move that his mother got him in, and they're looking at each other, and it was just it was just really beautiful in that sense. And even like, the end credit scene, the second end credit, post credit scene with, um, Shaolin, uh, um, shang sister, when she takes over the 10 rings and they show the shot of her sitting on the father's throne. And then it pans out, it, it, it zooms out and you see all the warriors training. And then you see, obviously there's women training as well as men. And there's, um, you know, a bunch of other stuff that's been changed. It's got satellite dishes and everything else. And it's kind of, Taking over the father's um, empire. I don't know if the satellite dishes were there before, but I, I, I was kind of interpreting that as like the broadcast center, like she had in the Fight Club in Macau. Um, kind of moving some of those operations to the Ten Rings, I guess. But there was kind of parallels there because with his with his sister, like she was her way of dealing with it, she wanted to be part of her father's empire, she wanted to be included, she felt excluded, like once the mother died, she had nobody, because even you see when they're fighting in the ring, and they go back to that, um, when her and Shang-Chi are fighting in the ring um, at Macau, and then she walks away, and then they go back to the flashback of them as children, you see that flashback, and she's like, don't leave me, I don't want to be here alone, because she feels alone because, of, like she like, he, like she said, her father stopped like really acknowledging her once her mother died because she reminded him too much of her and he didn't want to feel that pain of losing his wife again. So he just neglected his daughter and his daughter, all she wanted was acceptance. She wanted to feel loved. She wanted to be reconnected with her family. Um, and even she says it when I'm doing forms she said to Shang-Chi young Shang-Chi and young she goes when I'm doing forms I feel her and he's like she's like do you and he's like no I don't know if that's because I guess he he was he was speaking the truth because with her she was trying to connect when she was learning martial arts and copying all the boys and copying Shang-Chi in secret, trying to learn, you know, the martial arts skills, the martial skills, and trying to, you know, be as good as them. She, her, The reason she was doing it was to connect with with her brother, to connect with her father, to connect with her family, you know, because she had been, like, neglected so, since her mum died. She didn't get that love from her father. And obviously her brother was being trained to be an assassin so that he could get revenge on um the the boss who killed who was in who was who was responsible for the mother's death. And it was kind of hard for her, really lonely for her existence. So she has a very masculine energy because and she wanted to do the whole, you know, building her own empire because one that was what she was seeing as she was growing up. Two, she wanted to be accepted in her father's empire. But like she said, if he's not going to accept me in his, I'm going to build my own, you know. Um, So it made her very hardened. And obviously being abandoned by Shang-Chi because he ran away because he couldn't deal with who he became because he became this ruthless assassin and ended up killing his mother's um, killer as a 14-year-old boy. And he just couldn't take that. He didn't want to go back to that life that his father had kind of designed for him since his mother had died. So for her, she's like using the martial arts to connect. That's why when the young Shui Ling Ling says to shang Shi, oh, I feel her. Sometimes when I'm doing forms, I feel her. She's trying to reconnect to when... They used to do Tai Chi together and everything else. And she's trying, not only that, she's also using it to deal with her pain of loss and connect with shang and Wei Wu, um, her father, um, who, again, neglected her. Whereas shang when he says no to that question, I think that's very true. At first I thought, oh, is he just saying that? But the more I watch it, the more I realise, no, he's... That's true, like he didn't feel connected, he wasn't thinking about his mum, he was just thinking about the pain of it was a painful experience for him because it's all about it's all about anger, you know retribution, and like his father said, blood has to be played with blood, you know when he took out those men, he brought shang Shi to the bar to point out those men, and he watched his father kill those men, you know. In revenge, you know, this was a painful experience, and it was all caused by the pain and the suffering, and the not wanting to have to go through that again. So, their reasons for training were very different. So, his training experience was very different from her training experience, and he wasn't connected anymore to his mother because he was trained to be an assassin and his mother wasn't an assassin. She was a very gentle, kind hearted woman. And it was her that changed when Wu to be, you know, a more gentle family man, you know, and when Wu went back to his, um, former self of the man, the most dangerous man alive, master Khan, as he called himself, he's been known by so many names in, in, the, in, in the, in the, in the past thousand years, he went back to that that warrior king, that conqueror, that genghis Khan type character um and that was reflected in the way that he rose he raised Shangxi moving forward um and the ruthless training that he went through. And as you see with the difference in the training, when he's training under the deaf dealer, you know, the deaf dealer is a, seems like a very cruel type of trainer. He's one of those old school kung fu trainers. You know, you're going to get smacked. You're going to get speared. You're going to get hit. You're going to, it's going to be a painful experience. He's going to make you strong, but he's making you strong through, you know, very, huff training as as opposed to the mother who was very gentle very kind very you know circular in energy and that's who you know was his watcher it was his sensei you know obviously his or his sifu shifu his master um obviously the main shifu was his father who was overwatching that but the energy's completely different you know um and i thought that was so fantastic and i think you know subtly maybe some people don't pick up on that who aren't big martial arts geeks like me um but i think some people do because i was watching um the john campier show and i remember when he was going on about you know and he was um um reviewing the film and with um his um co-host and he's um Aaron Aaron Cummins and she mentioned it she said oh I remember when she mentioned about the film she goes oh the fight scenes were really good they I love the way they have this masculine the masculine and the feminine energy and I was like oh it's great that she picked that up because I don't think she knows much about martial arts but the fact that she could she picked that up was very smart um And it's very true. And it had those elements in the film. And a lot of that is, like I said, going back to films like The One with Jet Li, when he used the different martial arts styles to symbolize the masculine and feminine energy, the strong, the powerful, the linear masculine energy of the Xing Yi style of Kung Fu versus the Bagua gentle um, soft circular movements that redirects energy and flows with nature kind of feminine energy um, and how it's able to kind of defeat the masculine energy by redirecting it and kind of pushing it out of the way and that's what was shown in this film that was so fantastic in the fight scenes um, and in the story you know because um, even, like, he had to take both traits of his mother and his father shang was both His mother even said that He's in, in one of the um, flashbacks She said, you are your mother and your father, you know But use both these things, these energies, these, these lessons And make it your own So he becomes something, he transcends into something more so he takes the good from his mother, he takes the good from his father and he becomes something else. He becomes the ultimate warrior, you know. Um this Shang-Chi is the best fighter in the uh, Marvel universe um, in the comics and I'm sure he's going to he's definitely the best fighter in the um, MCU. Um even though there's some great fighters, there's Captain America, there's Daredevil, there's Black Panther, there's you know, there's a lot of great fighters in the MCU. I infest if they actually do that, that one properly is like probably the next best one. Um, But yeah, he's, he's the best fighter. Uh, So what was, oh, it was so good. The film was so much better than I I initially thought. And I really like it now. Uh, Just even I found myself laughing at some moments that I didn't find as funny the first time. You know some of the stuff with Trevor, aka the Mandarin, the from Iron Man three. Um, I found a little bit more funny the more the fourth time than I did the first few times I watched it. Um, some of even some 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 of the stuff with Ke, um Everyone loves Aquafina. I mean I'm not a massive Aquafina fan. Didn't really find her that funny to be honest with you. But watching it this time round, I found her more funny. I just, maybe I just liked the film even more. Um, And like I said, even the stuff, one of the things I initially agreed with, which some people were saying before about the end of the film was that the CGI and the dragons and the craziness that happens with the rings at the end was a bit too much. That's what I initially thought but the more and more i watched it the more and more i love it and now i don't think that at all i think it's absolutely fantastic like i really enjoyed it and i've been watching a lot of anime lately and i've just finished watching uh the dragon ball uh z saga um i've finished watching this year i've watched gone through dragon ball and dragon ball z and goku is one of my favorite characters of all time now and there was a lot of I can see a lot of um, inspi- inspiration from Dragon Ball in that final kind of battle. And just because, obviously, Dragon Ball's about, you know, becoming the, you know, the ultimate fighter, becoming a a better version of yourself. It's about warriors, the Z fighters, the Z warriors. And you've got, obviously, they've got, you know, they, they power up and become, you know, really powerful characters that have these kind of magical abilities. And even obviously the director is Apparently is a Dragon Ball fan As is like Michael B. Jordan whose, whose outfit as Killmonger in Black Panther Was very much inspired by Vegeta's um, outfit In Dragon Ball Z So go and check, check out um, some side-by-sides Of uh, Killmonger's um, tactical um, soldier outfit um, Costume in that film And compare it to Vegeta's um, outfit his um saiyan armor outfit but anyway i digress the but the the inspirations from things like dragon ball and anime in i i I, because i maybe because i'm in that space right now. I absolutely loved it man. More and more. The more I watched it. Even the way he like. Manipulates the rings. At the end. With the powers. And he's like, like. Like Katie says. He did this. Kamehameha wave. You know. And he's even like. The way he held the dragon ball. The, the, the dragon ball. The, the rings. They're kind of like. The dragon balls in a way. But. But. Not the same thing. But you know what I mean. And. Even the way he's holding the. Kind of the fireball. Kind of thing. Ring energy is he's about to blast his father and he doesn't he throws the rings on the, f- the ground and his mom does it as well it's it's very reminiscent of like a kamehameha wave kind of thing and uh yeah i really loved it and obviously there's dragons in it obviously shenron from dragon ball so yeah it, i i really enjoyed it the more and more I watch it the more and more i enjoyed that and the in-fight stuff i thought was fantastic as well just so there were so many great styles because you got this bus scene, which is obviously very Jackie Chan inspired. Bradley Allen, the fight co- um, stunt coordinator and second unit director who sadly passed away. Um, who was in charge of all the fight scenes. So pay how much to him. If you haven't seen films like Hellboy 2, he did the fight choreography for that. Um, and he's been in multiple Jackie Chan films as well. First Western a member of the Jackie Chan stunt team. So you know that pay respects and homage to that 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 guy um that man because um he was the one responsible for the fantastic fight scenes that you see in this film but some of the fight scenes at the end were so good like just the energy the way that shang chi was wielding the the staff at the end when when his father's like flashing the the um throwing the rings at him. I love that sequence and it just shows that linear shot um just panning as Shang chis like moving forward with the with this with the staff and knocking the rings away and he's got this really masculine kind of like really powerful energy as he's just you feel the anger as he's doing that. And then towards the end of that fight when he's fighting his father when he's when he's at the gate and he's like kind of like dad she's not there. And she, he, he's like, get out of my way, boy. And he's like, no. And then he starts doing the Tai Chi movements, the circular movements, and the hands go from fists to open palm. And then he's able to incorporate his mother's style to beat his father. And he lets go of his anger in that. It kind of like, the way I symbolize that fight, it's almost like he let go of his anger. He had forgiven his father for for bringing him up as an assassin and for not being there as a father like he wanted them to be um you know he just he could he could feel his father's pain of the regret that he had not he had lost his wife and he wasn't able to protect her and because of his, he 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 was trying to be different but because he had done so many things for thousands of years to so many pe- different people it came back to haunt him, even though he had changed as a man, and I think shang Shi forgave him for that, and realized actually my father needs help. He needs help, you know. Because even Katie said it. He says, "Oh," she said, "Oh, you know, your your dad. When I met him, I knew he needed some therapy for, you know, his wife. You know, for some of his issues." And before she sees the water thing, (laughs) the water map. But then, but it's just like, it's so true. He didn't have, he didn't have anyone there for him. And it's a problem that a lot of men actually go through when they don't have, you know, unlike women, they don't have all the support, you know, emotional support, because we're expected to be strong. We're expected to be the leaders. We're expected to take care of ourselves. We're expected to, you know, and he's a powerful man. Who's he going to turn to? His, his children, He's supposed to be there for them. Who's going to be there for him? Nobody. Nobody was there for him. No, you know. Um And he he resorted back to his anger, you know, because his wife wasn't there anymore. She was kind of his anchor. She was the one who would have been there for him if he had had a painful experience. She was the one who would have been able to ground him and keep him on the good side, you know, quote-unquote. Um and yeah, there was uh oh, it the film is so good. It's it's so much better than what I initially thought. Um my initial thoughts are my initial thoughts and I'll definitely keep stand by those because that's how I felt when I first watched the film. But I've now watched it four times. The second time I watched it, even better. Third time, even better. Fourth time, it's even better. The film has gotten better and better the more I've watched it, and I and I actually gone from thinking it as an okay film to it's a great film. Maybe because obviously a lot of the hype that had come off the film that kind of maybe spoilt my my impression of it a little bit. Um but this was a film I was looking forward to more than most. I loved the trailers while a lot of people didn't like the trailers. I was looking forward to this film where a lot of people were only thinking about Spider Man. But you know, so I think for, for a lot of people it was a surprise to them But for me I had high expectations So sometimes when you have high expectations of these movies You can be spoiled Especially when a lot of people Other people really like it Because they weren't expecting anything from it And you had higher expectations um, But anyway it was. It's always good to take a second and third viewing of something And just kind of see it from a different perspective because film's so great the subjectivity of film is fantastic because what I got from it you don't necessarily get from it you get different things from it it depends on where you are in your life on your mindset and you know how the film hits you in your life experiences your loves, your hates, your expectations all those things just come into play but I've got so much more of Shang-Chi watching it third and fourth time and second time Um, So many different layers to it But I enjoyed it so much more And actually watching the fourth time I had a lot of fun with it Like I said I laughed a lot more I found some things funnier That I didn't find funny the first time And it went from When I watched it the second time The first time I watched it Three stars Second time I watched it Three and a half stars Third time I watched it Four stars Out of five this is by the way Um i think i'm gonna increase (laughs) increase it to four and a half now i'm giving shang chi a four and a half out of five i can't believe this because when i first watched it it was was all alright. it wasn't that good it's kind of disappointing that's what i was saying now i think it's brilliant um yeah i'll give it a four and a half out of five definitely worth checking out i still don't believe it's as good as everyone's making out to be even though i'm giving it a really good rating But I think that's the same about The Dark Knight. And The Dark Knight is one of my favourite films of all time. I still think it's a very overrated film, even though it's kind of weird I'm saying that. You know, I think it's one of the greatest films of all time. Five out of five for me, brilliant. One of Nolan's best films, one of my favourite films. Um, But I still think it's a little bit overrated. Um, And it was kind of spoiled for me in the same kind of way that everyone hyped it up. And I was really looking forward to it because Batman Begins is one of my favourite films of all time again. I like Batman Begins more than Dark Knight, by the way, um, but yeah, back to Shang-Chi, four, four and a half out of five, it gets better the more and more I watch it, I've seen it four times now, I might go and see it one more time, Um, am not sure yet, might go and see it one more time, P- probably just the one more time, um, before it comes out on streaming and video on demand etc etc but yeah I love the films really good um, and my views of it just have changed dramatically and it's great that's what's great about film you can you can have one experience watching it and then have a different experience after your mind is in a different mi- you you shift your mind in a different mindset or you've had the chance to have a bit more perspective on it and have another viewing of it and just experiencing it in a different way but like I said, with this film, the more I watch it, the better it gets. Um, it's just some fantastic work, you know, fantastic, you know, really good stuff. Even the post credit scene, the first post-credit scene with um, the rings and the mystery of where those rings are from. And you've got Dr. Banner and... Um, Bruce Banner and um, Carol Danvers, AKA Captain Marvel, like trying to figure out with Wong and Shang-Chi and Kei, where these rings came from. We're still asking the question, which his mother didn't explain. She did say, oh, you know, I'll, I'll sh- tell you about them later. So there is some mystery behind where those rings are. And it's going to be a big part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe moving forward because it was transmitting a beacon, a signal outside of you know this realm so when they felt it in kamataj um like wang said when he used the rings so it was shang chi who triggered the signal from the energy he transmitted from the rings not even from when his father used the rings because his father had been using it for thousands of years but it wasn't triggered but when shang chi used it to defeat the the um soul demon. it was like that created such a big wave of energy that it was felt in it was felt captain marvel had to get involved it, they they it triggered something and it's created a signal to someone so those rings belong to someone or they're from some place we don't know yet in the MCU, but look forward to figuring out where that is and seeing where the Marvel Cinematic Universe goes further from here. Anyway, I love Shang-Chi, so let me know what you think of the film. Again, my views have changed from going from it's just okay to actually it's really good, it's excellent. Um, and that's great thing about film and I love the fact that I can change my view over time of watching something and get different perspectives of a story. And that's the beautiful thing about storytelling and films. And that's why I love film so much. You know. It's there forever and you can get different perspectives from it when you watch it at different times in your life. Whether it be a few days or a few weeks or a few months or years or decades from now, you watch something and you have a different experience. Um But yeah really really You know like The Matrix My favourite film of all time I watch it I haven't watched it in a while But I watch it nearly every year And I always get something new from it Um, And you know Here Shang-Chi is no different You know it's fourth time And I've got more and more out of it And I really enjoy it But I'd love to know your thoughts Let me know on Twitter Tweet at me At Aston Regis Let me know what you thought of Shang-Chi And what you thought of this review Anyway I'll see you next time For some more movies Martial arts Manga, anime, all good things. Peace.